So we're going to be doing, we're going to start in a class actually in September. You'll find out more about it in September, talking about just foundational things. Uh, we want, number one, every family to have biblical depth. That's part of our vision statement, okay? Families with biblical depth creating cultural impact. So one of the things is we want you to know the Bible, right? And we also want you to understand that God didn't put us here just to be here. You know, there's a lot, lot more things that God wants us to do. And it's not going to all flow out from like a, a church thing. It could be individually, you know, whatever we're doing in our hearts, God puts something in there. And that's our series mosaic, right? We're talking about the uniqueness of how God uses us. And that's why I asked our guests to come tonight. And I'm going to have them come right now, but I'm going to share a little bit, a little bit of the background is this. Number one, that uh, he has uh, an a expression of art that is in music, okay? All of us are different. I don't personally listen to rap. <laughs> I don't, but I respect it in the sense of, of art. I like the screaming heavier stuff. You know, Chris and I, we, we listen to that stuff at home. And, you know, uh, and so that's just what we listen to. But what I do believe 100% is that God uses every single gift that we have, every single piece of uniqueness that we bring to the table. God uses it. He's building this masterpiece, and we're part of that. We don't have to look alike. We don't even have to have that perfect setup. We don't have to be smoothed out. God uses the rough edges, right? He puts us in the right place. So we create this big piece that makes sense. And he sees it when, even when we don't. When we feel like we're not good enough, we're broken, we're not shaped like everybody else, we don't have the smoothness of everybody else, God says, I can use you. And so that's the whole series that we're talking about. And one of the things that, that um, Andrew, part of his testimony, man, he was rapping. He was doing something in, in a secular environment, bringing glory to things other than God. And God got a hold of his life, and he brought that uh, same artistic expression into our, his Christian walk. And in that, he blessed other Christians. And that's what I want you to see, that in that, God used it. The uniqueness of who he is and what he was doing, God used it to bring glory to himself. And that's important for all of us to grasp that God's doing something unique with us. And so um, I'm going to have him come up. We can get the pyrotechnics and the fireworks ready. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I'm going to have Andrew DeAnda go ahead and come up, man. Give the Lord a hand clap. Ooh. I'm going to put this so I don't know who's, uh, who's this is. <clears throat> um. Before I get started, um, thank you guys. Thank you. You guys are so anointed hearing everyone. I'm like, Lord, I'm so useless. I'm notches down. But um, it's an honor and privilege anytime I could be up here and point people to Jesus. Amen? So, uh, oh, thank you very much, brother. Put this right here. So, uh, Gabo, I don't know if you guys call him that or should I call him Pastor Gabriel? I don't, I don't want to be out of... <laughs> um, he wanted me to touch on gifts and talents. I, I really thank God for you guys, and it's always an honor uh, to come here and to minister. When we do it with music, when we're outreaching, we go to broken places, and we just try to be the light. Amen? Um, so for gifts and talents, I'm going to uh, kind of use a couple of scriptures. Uh, one that came to mind as I was in my study was uh, Psalms 27, or excuse me, 127, verse 3. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. And it started making me think about my dad. And I thought, 
yeah, I am a gift to my dad, right? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But I'm very grateful for my dad because of his faithfulness as a man of God. It challenged me and it put a desire in my heart now as I'm a father to be faithful with my gifts and talents for the Lord. Amen. Uh, so I do have a message, but before I get into that, uh, God wanted me to uh, kind of share a testimony. I don't normally share too much in context. Um, I just, I, I'm really trying to run away from my past. I don't, I don't really like to shed too much light on it, but I'm, I'm going to anyways. Okay, so <clears throat> um, like God said, I used to use my gifts and talents to build my own kingdom. And it took me to a really dark place. Uh, what the world would perceive as success around big names, big artists, um, it's all empty. It was so empty. Uh, I used to live in a mansion on the beach with, with, the, with the record label. Uh, our neighbors were like famous athletes and, and, and uh, you know, just people. I could name drop and stuff, but uh, Tito Ortiz was one of them. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we would go out and we'd be scared because his wife would be out there tanning and be like, dude, do not look because like, he's a fighter. You know, he would, he would hurt us. Um, <laughs> so we wouldn't even look that direction. But, um, you know, I, we would, I, I, these people I would idolize that I would look up to that were uh, super fleshed out, but super talented artists, big names. You know, we, we uh, went on tour with uh, G-Unit in, in Las Vegas with uh, with, uh, I don't know, DGP, which is the Dog Pound crew with Snoop Dogg and uh, Bone Thugs in Harmony and Cypress Hill and all these big guys and our heads were just this big and just we thought, man, we made it, you know what I mean? And there, there came a big opportunity when I was, uh, I was on tour in Miami and uh, I remember calling you a couple of times, Dad, when I was on tour, like, yeah, pray for me. And I guess you were praying because uh, we got close. They told us, hey, when you get back from tour, we have a big record label that wants to sign. And this, all you got to do is show up, sign papers, you know, checks in the mail. Uh, they were guaranteeing tour spots, big collaborations, radio spins, all these empty things, man. And uh, to be honest with you, I was very terrified. I, I, I couldn't discern what it was at the time, but now as I look back, it was my spirit was discerning spiritual death on the other side. I was already in a dark place. I was not ready to level up and really lose myself. And so I prayed and I cried out to God like, all right, God, because I tried to run away, tried to silence his voice, tried not to heed to it. And I just said, God, if you want me to go through this, I'll go through this and, and I'll, I'll take it serious. But if you want me out, I need you to make a way and I need you to make a way fast. And he did. He did. He made a way. Uh, my, uh, my sister, uh, she was a month late on delivering my niece. And it happened to be the same day that I was supposed to sign papers. So I had to make a choice, be here with my family, witness the birth. And so I did. And um, I'll save you all the details. But yeah, I ended up, uh, ended up walking away from all that. And <clears throat> for a minute, I took a hiatus. I don't know if you guys ever just said, like, yo, I need a break from all this. I need to gather myself. I don't know. Maybe whatever it could be. But for me personally, I was like, I need to take a break. Even though I rededicated my life to the Lord, I went from living in a house on the beach to registering homeless and starting over. And I heard God say, like, watch where I'm going to take you. And he was like, scoot over, kid. I'm, I'm going to take the wheel from here and watch where I take you. And, and it's been a journey. And I'm very grateful. Um, so <clears throat> I took a hiatus from, uh, from, 
from using my gifts and talents for anything because of the trauma. I was like, I don't want to even entertain this. And then I sat with my old youth pastor who is now a head pastor of New Vision Church. And he sat me down and he said something very uh, profound to me. He said, I need you to listen to what the world is producing, what they're pushing onto our kids, this dark agenda that they're doing. People are using their gifts and talents that God gave them to promote evil, to tear down this next generation. We need good artists with good gifts and talents that God gave to counter all this. We need you to do something. And uh, it, it stirred something up in me. Like, okay, he's right. I shouldn't just bury the talent, right? Well, we'll get to that, uh, that parable later. But <clears throat> so I, I stopped saying no and I started saying yes. And so uh, there's one particular incident. Uh, there's an artist that I met outreaching at the projects in East LA. And uh, he asked me to collab on something. I was like, absolutely. I see you out here trying to win souls. I told God, I'll say yes. I'll pay for the studio time. If I see a man, I don't care where his caliber of talent's at. Like, if you have the heart for God, I'm going to come and show up. And I'm going to give you 100%. And so I did. And someone in my corner, I won't say who, <laughs> tried to tell me, hold on. Like, you shouldn't give him that verse. That verse is, like, pretty good. You know, it's one of your best verses you've done. And, you know, he's kind of not matching your caliber. And I just told the person um, in, a, in a gentle way, uh, you know, it's not for that artist. It's for God. I'm going to give 100%. And whatever God does with it, that's God's business. And I did that, right? And... Uh, this gentleman right here, Rick, stand up real quick. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put you on blast, brother. Yeah, that, that right. Go for it. It's like a normal Salvadorian guy, right? No, no big deal. This guy, he, uh, he knew the other artists, right? And he, he had, this guy as well, he's humble, but this guy has also done stuff with big people in the industry on, on the secular side. He's rubbed shoulders with, you know, some, some big icons. I don't mean, you know, rub I mean like rub shoulders, like grinding with, uh, with some, some big names in the, um, in the industry. And as he was transitioning and leaving it over, he clicked on this song that me and this artist did to make fun of it, to have a good laugh. But the verse that I produced, that I put on there, it ministered to him. Something shifted. And I just thank God that I didn't cut the corner, that I gave him excellence, and something came forward from it. Don't ever underestimate what God can do with your faithfulness. Amen? Does that make sense? All right. So now I'm going to get into the word. But that, that to me is, is crazy because now we have businesses together. We have ministries together. We make ourselves available to raise up somebody, the next generation. Some, there's a need. We're going together, tag teaming it. And it's just like, man, what God can do. You just, you never know. Okay, so <clears throat> I want to ask the church tonight, are you laboring, are you laboring for the kingdom of God or are you being lazy with your talents? Are you laboring for the kingdom of God? Or are you being lazy with your talents? So in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, this is the parable of the talents. I know you guys heard it. A lot of people don't like when we use it for talents and gifts because it's more on the surface level of currency, but it's actually talking about laziness versus faithfulness. Amen? So I'm going to read it to you guys. 
Verse 14 says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags. And to who had received five bags of gold, went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. Excuse me. So also the one with two bags gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, hid his master's money. So... Two guys doubled up. One guy didn't, right? After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, and he starts with excuses right out the gate, right? He says, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sworn and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See here, it belongs to you. And his master replied, hey, no big deal. It's all good. Right? No, no, no. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, his master replied, he said, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him, give it to the one who has 10 bags, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Pretty harsh for being lazy, right? And when you look at this to both servants, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. To the guy who had five, he says, well. To the guy who had two, he says, well. He doesn't say, well, good. And you, though, very well, right? He didn't really compare the fruitfulness. It was the faithfulness he was looking for. Amen? And I think it's more of man who compares their success to others because God's not really looking for that. Because success in God's eyes is being faithful to your calling. And God rewards faithfulness, not the size of our ministries, not the number of followers we have on IG or the Spotify spins that you got at the end of the year. God is not impressed with having mega numbers. Jesus only had 12. Amen? Amen? Okay, so, um, I don't know, I just, uh, I thought about the one servant who did not multiply. He said, wicked and lazy servant. So according to scripture, God associates wickedness with laziness. Does that concern anybody here? It should concern my wife because I asked for a sandwich before we got here. <laughs> and I had to rebuke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She knows. My wife is amazing. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so he <laughs> said, no, dinner. <laughs> 
Are you lazy or are you faithful with the little God has trusted you with? Okay. As I started thinking of this, like who was faithful with their gifts? I started to think of three characters of who had gifts in the Bible. I started to think of Joseph. Joseph had the gifts of interpreting dreams, right? We thought of David. David had the gift with the harp, right? He's probably playing an air harp in the field where he was tending the sheep. You know what I mean? He was, he was faithful with it. And you think about Lucifer. Lucifer had a gift. He used to lead worship. People marveled at his beauty. Each of their gifts got them closer to the throne. Did you guys ever make that connection? Joseph, because of his dreams, was second over Egypt, right? David, when he went to go deliver Saul, got him, that got him close to the throne. Lucifer, same thing, saw the throne room with his own eyes. He still fell. And I started to think, like, why? Why, 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 why? What happened? And I started to think of kind of back of where, where we usually go. We compare we compare. If you look at Joseph, his brothers, they fell because they started to compare themselves to the favor that the brother was receiving. That nice little coat he had, a little cardigan buttoned up, colorful, reversible sweater that he had, right? And the favor that he was receiving. They, they were jealous. And that, that, that was where they fell out. When you think about David, Saul began to compare himself. Oh, he heard the songs of the people. They said, oh, Saul with his thousands and David with his tens of thousands, he began to compare. He was probably like, man, this guy plays the harp. He got bars. He was writing. He was a psalmist, right? He had bars. Probably had, like, huge calves. He was like, dang, I hate this guy. You know what I mean? Super jealous. <laughs> I have small calves, so I'm insecure about this. <laughs> but I <laughs> I said that. But <laughs> don't let you guys laugh. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> but he began to compare himself. And even... Even Satan, when he, was, when he was coveting the throne of, of God, he had one-third of the angels gassing him up. I just picture a bad angel smoking, like, a sage cigarette. Like, yeah, yeah, you deserve all that, brother. That's, that should be you, 100%. Yeah, we all agree. They gassed him up. You know what I mean? They, they, they fed this toxic, poisonous idea, and we have to be careful of that, comparing ourselves to others. There's, there's no good that really comes from it. I mean, I can't imagine someone coming up to my wife and saying like, well, you know, you got three kids, but you're not really a mother to you. Raise 15 or, you know, whatever it is, or a pastor telling, you know, gobble like, oh, well, you don't have 500 people. You're not really a church. Imagine, imagine that. Where does that come from? That's not, that's not the voice of God, right? And we got to discern whose voice we're truly listening to. Um, sorry, I'll get some water real fast. Can the church say amen? amen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when we start to think of not Lucifer, you know, coveting. We start to think of who was faithful. Because when you're faithful, God will move. Amen? In prison, Joseph was faithful. Being pursued by Saul and, and his warriors, David was faithful. I believe being faithful with a little is the big test before God advances you. Amen? I'm going to say that again. I believe being faithful 
with little is the big test before God advances you to a higher place. And I don't know, I, I think we hear this a lot as Christians. Like, we hear a lot of leaders up here say that. You don't got to compare yourself. Like, I just recently grasped that and began to stand on that in the last season that we came out of. I just, I really stopped comparing myself. It, it, it wasn't easy. I think it was because I, you know, humbly I've connected some, some big artists that are kind of, you know, blowing up right now in, in, in the scene. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. I'm so glad they're hitting it off after I introduced them. It would be nice to be invited to a tour or, you know, their radio set or something, you know what I mean? But um, I begin to just compare myself and kind of develop a jealousy to be, if I'm being honest, like kind of like I feel overlooked and I had to check that. And I think, I think it was the opportunity that uh, Serenity and I and Rick, we got to uh, meet a 14 year old girl named Alexis and she, uh, she passed away of cancer, but before she passed away, she asked us to make a song for her. Each of us, our whole group, we all made a song for her. Um, <clears throat> and so we envisioned what would be the last song she hears as she passes over. How could we minister to her? How could we encourage her? How could we strengthen her? She transfers over into eternity. And it did something different because I'm thinking like, yeah, these guys are doing all that, but like this... This is so fulfilling to me. Like, I don't need to look at their assignment. Like, this is my assignment. This is, this is what God gave me, and I'm, I'm going to give it excellence. Um, but I also, we talked about faithfulness. We talked about comparison. But I want to talk about laziness. Look at your neighbor and say you're lazy. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but I, 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 do, I do see that laziness can easily become the mindset of the church, Right? Sometimes we see the older generation saying, let the younger generation do it. And they, they, they're right. Um, but what I see a lot most commonly is the younger generation saying, let the older generation do it. The same generation that I see stand in line for days to get some new shoes or a new video game. Or I've seen them, uh, you know, cash in a whole check just to go across states to a Christian. Even I've seen a couple Christian music festivals and um, they won't show up on time for worship. You know, I see, uh, see them binge watching Netflix or standing in line for Marvel movies, but uh, they won't show up early for prayer, you know? Things, things like that. Um, it's, to me, it's just a lack of urgency. Amen? We need an urgency. And uh, I know me and God will have a, a mutual friend named uh, Chuck, Chuck Reyes. He used to go to his Bible study back in the day good stand-up dude, right? He, uh, he moved to Fort Worth with half of everyone else from our, <laughs> everyone moved. That was crazy. Uh, but we used to ask these questions to each other after Bible study, and we would just scratch our head, and we'd just be like, the Jesus movement, it was so fruitful. It was amazing. Like, how come we don't see that? How come we don't see a second wave of this? And we didn't have the answers back then, but I truly believe it's due to lack of urgency. Because all the big fellowships that are here now came out of that. You see Praise Chapel, you see Victory Outreach, you see Calvary Chapel. A lot of good, strong churches came out of that street preaching and outreaching and evangelism because there was an urgency, right? Um, but I'm going to share a verse with you here in Ezekiel chapter 3, 17 through 18. And I believe the word of God here is showing us why there should be an urgency. Amen? I'll repeat it. It's Ezekiel 3, 17 through 18. 
So it says, Son of man, I have made you watchmen for the people of Israel. So hear the word. I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not warn them or speak to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. Yikes. That's their blood on your hand. Does that stir up any urgency in you guys? That should stir up desperation. We should be trying to go out and bring a body to be the body. Amen? Because every seed is a soul. Amen? And I started to think about we want our Father's house to be full. Amen? You want your Father's house to be full? Look to your neighbor and say, I want my Father's house to be full. In, in Matthew chapter 22, verse uh, 1 through 14, it's the parable of the marriage feast, right? And so he invites everybody, all the people with titles, the who's who, you know, the Elon Musk and whoever, the Joe Rogans of today. He asks, he, all the, the influencers, all the popular kids, he asks all of them, you know, we might call them a somebody, right? But when nobody showed up, Christ said, call anybody and everybody so that my father's house may be full. Not just to come to church, but to be the church. Not just to fill a seat, but to fill the book of life with more names. We need more names in the book of life. Amen? But there has to be an urgency to see your father's house full. So um, we were doing a study at my house a couple, almost a month ago. Uh, almost two months ago. Man. Um, I'm just in the spirit all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but we were talking about revival. Revival. And revival means to bring back something that is dead back to life. Amen? And if you want revival, we need to revive the spirit of urgency. Your pastors, they want revival. In your church, in your home, in your marriage, in your faith, and I believe in your gifts and talents as well. There's an urgency to see God move in your life, and I believe that's why they're faithful with their gifts and talents. Amen? Because I'm not going to throw names out there, but when we're out here and part of events, like, I see that some folks are in their phone but not in their word. I see that they want to get on the stage but not in his presence. You know, they don't care if his light's in them. They just want the lights on them, you know, um, and it's sad. And uh, we all have gifts, but the greatest gift that God gave us was his son. Amen. He gave us salvation through his sacrifice. And the greatest gift you can give God is faithfulness. Faithfulness to the Great Commission to spread the gospel and to use your gifts and talents to do so. Amen? So I'm going to give an example because for me, I believe with urgency, there's faithfulness. And with faithfulness, there's fruitfulness. It's a funny example. I know you guys feel like I'm beating the sheep, but I'm really preaching to myself. Like, so I apologize if it feels like that, okay? Um, for my wife, 
back there, you know? She's pretty hot, right? <laughs> Me? Not so much. So <laughs> he said amen. 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 See, that's my best friend, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when we started dating, I felt like, yo, there's an urgency. She's going to, like, wake up, smell the coffee, and leave me because she's, like, notches, levels. I need to put a ring today, son. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I was like, he's like, he's supposed to stand up, amen. Um, you know, but, but in the midst of that, we were, we were faithful to our commitment to wait till marriage. And that was very hard at our age and our history, but becoming new creations and, and being equally yoked and strengthening with them. And the doctor said, because she, she had early uh, stages of uh, cancer, so the doctor said she won't be able to have kids. You know, it's not looking good. But, but because of our faithfulness, there was fruitfulness that came forth. We're on baby number three. I'm, amen. 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 I'm, I'm, uh, I'm scared to sneeze because my wife might get pregnant. It's, it's crazy. But I'm very, I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed that my girls aren't teenagers because I don't know what I would do. But, uh, <laughs> amen, someone said amen. But, uh, but I, I do believe that the fruitfulness is a result of our faithfulness. So when we're talking about gifts and talents, um, I'm wrapping it up here, too. I, you know, I know some people are looking like... Um, I know sometimes we can feel with our talent like it's nothing. It's not that serious. It's not, what could it do? Um, but Moses was just a man. He just had a staff. But when God got a hold of that staff, oceans divided, serpents were devoured, kingdoms fell, nations were set free, and generations got to see the promised land. So if you just become faithful with your gifts and talents and you give it to God, he'll use it. He'll use it. And you have my support. It could be whatever it is. It could be greeting somebody. It can be just loving on somebody. It could be worship. Whatever it is, if you're doing it to glorify God, you have my support. Amen? So before I wrap up, I just wanted to say, uh, I don't know, anyone here know priesthood? Priesthood? Oh, okay, you've been around for a minute. Yeah, I know my parents remember priesthood back in the day. So they're an old school Christian rap group, right? Now, now, if you look around today, like now we have like award shows and radios and all these big things. But back in the day, these guys came in and, you know, not everyone was so welcoming. You know, they, there, there were some churches that were, but they, it wasn't the popular thing. So they would get scoffed at by the industry side and kind of shunned here and there by the church. And these guys, I thank God they answered their calling because it blessed me. It ministered to me. It was like, man, these guys had their own style. They were anointed. They looked like, gee, I was like, I wouldn't want to square up with these guys. These guys are like scary, you know, but, but they had the presence of the Lord and the fruit of the spirit. They were just great people. And, um, and I used to see Big J Raw. He passed recently, man. Man, I miss this dude. I would see him all the time. And I wanted to tell him thank you because I responded to his altar call at 13 years old and it never left me. I believe God is still thriving in my life because of that seed that was planted there. Because a guy used his talents and his gifts to glorify God, to point people to Jesus. And so I would see him at shows, and I'd always be like, ah, he's surrounded with a bunch of people. I don't want to bug him. I'll hit him up next time. I'll hit him up next time. And now I won't have a next time. But I wanted to tell him that I am a product of his faithfulness. Amen? 
And I believe you and I are products of someone else's faithfulness. Amen? I think uh, we should thank your pastors for their faithfulness, your worship team for their faithfulness, the church's faithfulness, but more importantly, God's faithfulness. The best way to do that is to be faithful with the little we have, faithful with our gifts and talents. Amen? All right. Um, that's it. I'm going I'm to leave the mic open for, uh, I believe someone's going to close out in, in, in prayer. Um, amen. Hey, give it up for these guys one more time. Man. That's so that's... Before, before I pass it over, I want you guys to know uh, I'll be here hanging out. I would love to pray to intercede with you guys. Whatever your gifts or talents are, you want to connect. If there's some way I could help you or just pray and believe and stand in the gap, please reach out to me, okay? Man, close your eyes. Because all the time, the Lord has been talking to each and every one of us. He used his life.